0: This is Roy Hales with Cortez Currents, which you can also access at CortezCurrents.ca. Wayfinding Stories of Maps and Place opens at the Cortes Island Museum between 1 and 4 p.m. on Sunday, March 26th.
1: I think wayfinding really touches on so many aspects of our current life. We have a really fabulous series of maps and artifacts, and it's an opportunity to share that with the public for the first time on many counts. I think everybody on some level has a personal story to do with wayfinding. And it's a celebration of that and a reminder that we all have stories to tell of place and an evolving relationship to the landscape.
0: Explained Melanie Boyle, managing director of the museum.
1: Increasingly digital age, you get to come in and you get to come really close to an incredible hand drawn map. With pencil crayon and notations, that physical presence, I think, is really valuable to any age, but particularly the younger generation who are perhaps more removed from the actual map making or being able to read a map, that physical presence. So I think, again, like any art gallery or museum, that opportunity to come face-to-face with actual documents, whether it's an object or a printed matter, is really valuable from a personal experience.
0: Bonnie McDonald, who's both one of the museum's directors and a member of the exhibition committee, added,
2: A lot of people contribute to the museum. They pay their dues, they pay when they come in. A lot of people have helped to build this museum. I think it's really important that people on the island get to see the benefits mm-hmm. of doing that. So they get to see why they've contributed to mm-hmm. our situation. They get to see some of the things that are in the archives, how well they're preserved, I think that that's really important, that people get to see what we do and what we're all about.
0: I understand you have a map of Klihu's traditional territories, which presumably could contain oral information that is centuries old. How did it end up at the museum?
1: It's from 1998. It came out of a project engaging elders to recall and document the place names throughout the traditional Cluhus territory. One day, Leah Phillips, who's the new administrator at Cluhus First Nation, came in and said, hey, I think there's this really cool map that you might want to see up at the multipurpose building. So I went there and met with Michelle Robinson, and they kindly shared a copy of it, and I we had it scanned and reproduced, so it has a really nice connection going forward. We're hoping to do some recordings and some more collaboration around that map.
0: The oldest map in the exhibition grew out of a survey that Captain George Henry Richards of the Royal Navy began in 1860.
2: We have a copy of that. You would never get a hold of an original, but we don't see it very often.
0: This particular version displays Gorge Harbor, Squirrel Cove, and two post offices that opened in the mid-1990s. According to B.C. Geographic names, the Cortes Island Post Office opened on April 1, 1893 in what is now known as Manson's Landing. The postmaster was Michael Manson. The British Columbia Postal History Newsletter states Whale Towns Post Office opened the following year.
2: We also have maps that were created by Doreen Thompson, one is of a whale town, uh, with all the different property markers, all the different sections are laid out, the People who owned them from the very beginning when there was preemption right up until the 1990s. And pictures of the old homesteads are attached to this map. It's very beautiful. Judy Williams has a huge canvas that she did naming the claiming butte and that. David Shipway came in
1: with a big roll of maps under his arm of uh, projects that he's completed in the past for the Cortez Community Forest. It was fantastic. Everybody crowded around. He had a four by, I don't know, six foot map that he had done with letroced and acetate back in the day. Those were really fun to see. We photocopied, scanned and reprinted a series that's up on the wall. And he brought in a stereoscopic map reader, which is really cool. You can see a 3D view over Manson's Lagoon and so on. The exhibition space is opened up in a different way. And it's perhaps more spare than in previous iterations of an exhibition.
0: One of the exceptions is a display remembering Gillian Douglas.
1: We have a lovely reimagining of the writer's cabin that Bonnie curated. It's got a lot of our little things in it, but the rest of the exhibition doesn't have as much on the walls. We have a lot of things, but it's also quite open. It's a nice contrast, so that might be something that people want to
2: check out. Well, that's a nice feeling of space when you walk in there. Another interesting artifact we have is. Uh, propeller that came off of, I think, a Cessna? A Cessna Cessna aircraft, 1930s. They used to come into Manson's Landing regularly. Bob Langdon was one of the pilots that came in all the time, Mm -hmm. and at some point he donated the propeller off his Cessna to the cafe that used to be down at Manson's Landing, and on it are signatures all over this propeller of people who hung out at the cafe, pilots who used to come into Manson's. We have some of his story and some of the story of how the propeller came into the cafe. That is on loan from Ken Summers, who's in Vancouver, but whose family are here.
0: What were the challenges and accomplishments in this exhibit?
2: One of the challenges was a lot of these maps come from our archival collection. So if something's in the archives, that means that it must be preserved. Some of these maps are huge. They've been rolled up, but when you unroll them, they might be like three by three Mm -hmm. or four by five. And you can't just pin them up on the wall for people to see. You've got to preserve them somehow. You have to be careful of light. There's many things that affect how you exhibit these things. Melanie met this really well because she's got a background in gallery work, and she made all the frames (laughs) and cut the glass. Another challenge was that we worked as a group. Melanie was our curator, but she had help from our committee.
1: The exhibition idea came from Nancy Kendall. Her thought way back when was, let's have an exhibition that relates to maps. Bonnie McDonald, Donna Manson, Debbie Dragstaff, Jill Milton, our main archivist, joined the group for this exhibition. We had two fabulous volunteers who came forward. Monica Hoffman and Silma Feldmar really did a wonderful job both on the designing and writing and
2: editing aspect. It's been a great team. Working together, chipped out all the ideas that came up and pick a couple was pretty challenging because everybody was pretty excited and all the ideas were flowing everywhere. What does it mean? What are we going to say about these objects? That's how we came up with the theme, wayfinding, because they're helping in wayfinding. And then we have navigational instruments and so forth to help explain the theme
1: some great members of the community came forward with their own ideas artifacts maps to share and I think I love that people feel like engaged but also welcomed enough to contribute and come up with their ideas I think that was a real success I feel like that was an accomplishment of the
2: exhibition and it I think I could also say that except for Melanie who has a very limited amount of time that we're able to pay her for it Most things that happen at the museum, it's volunteers. Since December, we've been meeting to try to tease out this exhibit and get it up on the walls and get it done. me, the volunteer aspect of this thing and the whole museum is quite outstanding, and I'm really proud of that.
0: What's happening at the opening?
2: It's just going to
1: be an open house, a celebration of the exhibition, a kickoff to our season. There'll be refreshments. There won't be any speeches. (laughs) But there'll be definitely the people who mounted the exhibition, the curators, and also the people who contributed uh, their stories and projects to the exhibition. Come out and meet them. Got a couple of weeks out to really work on the opening event itself. Something particular entertainment-wise may come up, but at the moment it really is just open our doors and celebrate what we've got going on here.
0: Are you still on winter hours or are you going over to uh, spring hours?
1: We're still on the winter hours, which are Friday and Saturday from 12 to 4 p.m., but this is Sunday, so it's a special open day for everybody. Going forward, we do hope to have workshops, family-oriented workshops, hands-on events, speakers,
2: and uh, that kind of thing. Jeanette Taylor will be speaking at our AGM, which is coming up on May 6th. She's going to give a great talk about the fabulous history of Twin Islands. and Her book is now published, so that's a big accomplishment for her.
0: You've been listening to an interview with Melanie Boyle and Bonnie MacDonald about Wayfaring, Stories of Maps and Place, which opens at the Cortez Island Museum on Sunday, March 26th. This is Roy Hales with Cortez Currents, which you can also access at cortezcurrents.ca.